<laughs> Welcome back. Hour three, preparing for the unexpected. We're live, and this hour we are brought to brought to us by Illuminate Advisory. Yes, thank you to Illuminate Advisory for sponsoring this hour. Uh, Illuminate Advisory is the risk advisory firm inspiring organizations to harness the power of risk. We have a special guest with us right now. Uh, Alex, someone who I've spent many times, we spoke on the phone and through Zoom prior to COVID for years. She was actually at Continuity Insights. You were. And we missed I it. Was. I missed you. Yeah. You missed so <laughs> I should please, have wanted you down. <laughs> please, Kim, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, so my name is Keith Cullerton. Um, I'm located in Ireland, hence the accent. And I work for HPE, Euler Packard Enterprises. And I am the Global Business Continuity Program Manager for HPE. Yeah. And she's also the delivery of chocolates. <laughs> so if you're wondering if we can be bribed with yeah. food, the answer is yes. Yes, we can. We have some amazing shamrock-shaped chocolates. Thank you so much. So you've been speaking... Out of, I've noticed you speaking at a lot of conferences lately. Mm -hmm. So share with us like what what your your year has been as we I don't know if we're at the tail end of COVID. I don't know if COVID ever ends. Yeah. But not being able to travel now now traveling, now speaking at conferences, like what have you what have you seen at, at Continuity and Resilience today and some of the other conferences that you spoke at? Mm. Well um from a personal preference point, I love face-to-face. -face. Um, I think you can't beat the, the human interaction, even the socializing of, you know, introduced to different people, different industries. It's a big learning. So I suppose that was the piece that we were robbed of during COVID. Yes. You know, we, we had a lot of virtual events and a lot of really good virtual events that I attended. But at the same time, it, it didn't have, I guess, the same impact even for me okay. um, sitting at my desk where an email might come in and you'd to start you know responding whereas these kind of events i think are just amazing for for networking and and just seeing how other people approach things as well um you know i always learn something uh, everywhere i go and that, that's the one thing that i really really enjoy i have Cons to say considering everywhere you go and you're from ireland yes. have you noticed any difference in attitudes or behavior with regards to like where we are right now in the world with covid you know back home in ireland and coming here to Canada, any, any differences mm. that you've noticed? Probably in April when I traveled to Kentucky, I would have noticed it a little bit more in that things were relaxing, I think more quickly in the US yes. than they were in Europe. That, that was really where I saw it. So say for example, there's, there's not very many people around today wearing masks. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas in Kentucky, you probably noticed maybe a few more, yes. but anything like I, I attended in Ireland, I would have saw a lot more masks, a lot, you know, and mm. um, certainly no shaking of hands or, or anything like that. So that, that definitely has relaxed a little bit more and definitely travel is on the up again. People are beginning to get back out there. And I think they're aware, they have that awareness that COVID is still there. It's, it's not gone, but we're living with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's really what I would have seen. Um, but a huge amount of learnings from a business continuity perspective and a resilience perspective. Huge. Absolutely. So what are, what are you speaking? What's your topic? What are you presenting on so, uh, at this um, conference? I hope someone comes. 
please do come. Um, so tomorrow I have a slot, and that's the problem. I'm on the graveyard shift straight after Uh-oh. lunch. That's oh. never good. And I only have the one box of chocolates as well. So that's not good. <laughs> and, you can't, and you can't, have I can't them. take them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm going to talk tomorrow about uh, Texas, the snow in Texas in 2021. Okay. And um, so we had just moved our headquarters. HPE had just moved their headquarters, had announced it in December that we were moving our headquarters from California to Texas. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we have quite, we have nine sites already in Texas anyway so we have quite a concentration in texas so i'm going to speak about you know on top of covid how we dealt with that that event in texas because it did have a number of impacts and presented a number of learnings for us as an organization but that was the thing over the last two years was the amount of times you had a multiple disruptive event because do you ever notice that a lot of people have the mindset that if you're dealing with one disruptive event in your organization for example COVID or even a a weather event so when you're a global organization people forget that you could have multiple events happening globally that are impacting the same groups of people the same functions so you know you're standing up this response all the time you know I think people are waking up to to realize that you know earthquakes and COVID forest fires well, yeah. and COVID, but and ransomware. And, and, and ransomware and, and cyber risk. Yeah, yeah. we've unrest. certainly seen the last oh, few years yeah. that if your business continuity or resilience strategy is focused on this building flooding and that's it, that yeah. doesn't work anymore. No, because no, everything no. that's happened the last three years has been something and a global pandemic at the very least. Yeah. So, like you said, you, you're moving your, your organization, you moved headquarters, which is always a vulnerable time for people in process and then you had a global pandemic and then you also had snowstorms in texas so who's writing a plan for four disruptive concurrent events all at the same time Mm. and And, and still occurring yeah on some level they're still occurring or something new yeah, all the time. And I think it's the pliability of the BC plan has been the relearning for us in the last three years. And um, so, so many people look to the plan and they say, oh, yeah, we've planned for people unavailable. And then something happens and they don't seem to have, I guess, initiative or, you know, they, they want the exact event to be documented. Correct. And, and that's something that I really notice and um, that pliability that the plan needs to apply to a number of different events and that people need to kind of, I suppose, use their minds as well when they're but, dealing with it. But maybe that's some of uh, our fault, too, because that's the traditional thinking. And that's the way we yeah. started to really develop our industry. Do you yeah. have a plan for X? Do you have a yeah. plan for yeah. Y? But as time has gone through and, yeah. and we've experienced new things, we realize that's really not the best way to look at it. Exactly, exactly. And that, you know, within our plans, we've always talked about impact scenarios of people unavailable, technology unavailable, process unavailable. And what we didn't kind of talk about, even in terms of our training, was when the people are unavailable and the technology is unavailable or, you know. All of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That pliability is Mm. definitely something that I think going forward we have to get better at. Well, there's a word that uh, last year and the year before seemed to be dominating every discussion, and it's not resilience. It's agile. And yet this year, I'm not hearing that word very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are are your thoughts on being agile in, in our responses and our planning and things like that? 
for me, I think because I eat, drink, and sleep this, okay? I'm, I'm always agile, right? As you, <laughs> as you guys probably are as well, okay? Because we're thinking about all the scenarios all the time. But definitely within our organizations, the man on the ground, the people in the grass, I think that agility is more and more important. And, and that's the bit, I suppose, that would keep me up at night is everybody understanding that we can be agile. You know, we, we, can, we can meet the requirements of a different disruption, but we do need to allow for the fact that we have to talk about it and plan for it as well. So that awareness, but but definitely, I think for me, that agility is still very much there. Mm. And I think even now, if you think about Europe, you know, and the energy crisis, we don't yeah. know what's coming at us. It's been a mild winter so far, but not like here where it's snowing. <laughs> uh, Welcome know, to I, Canada. Yeah, I came from heat and warmth in Ireland. Um, but, you know, as we head up into Christmas and beyond Christmas and we think, you know, what's that going to bring for us? Once again, that agility is called upon, I think. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that because Alex and I have talked quite extensively about what could possibly happen in Europe with the energy crisis. But we're both in North America, so kind of on the outside looking in share with us i'd love to hear your views being in europe looking mm. at these potential implications like what are some of the things that you're you're working with with your organization or things that you're you know mm. your minds? yeah so i suppose the first challenge with europe is that it's individual countries yeah okay so like we you know when you think about north america you can take kind of a an overall view of it whereas or canada but when you think about europe you're dealing with all those individual uh countries and not only that if you think about the eastern europe countries the government actually controls when the heat turns on in those countries and um, from from previous uh governments okay so all of those things Will, will impact you know how really how it unfolds if if it unfolds so yeah. at the moment say the eu are managing the supply and they're saying you know we should be okay but we, we we just don't know what will come again and then in terms of how that will impact our team members in their homes and their personal lives and um, you know our offices are all open but I did read uh, in Germany where they're saying that some offices may have to reduce their hours. Okay. Um, so that would be an impact. Rolling blackouts have been suggested in the UK. So um, as an organization with the presence in all of those countries, the challenge is staying on top of what's happening within those countries and then thinking about our team members and then also our processes that may be impacted, including our external dependencies such as supply chain or suppliers. You know, it's, it's more and more difficult to manage what their response would be as well. So it's, um, and, and I guess you've got to be uh, in that situation because you just gave some interesting uh, situations and responses is immediate response. You, you've got to be able to flip on a dime as, as the, the saying goes, because yeah. anything can happen almost any given day. And we're seeing all kinds of comments that come, come out in the news, you know, shut this valve off, turn yeah. this one on and you know, yeah. reduce this. So it, it's got to be a review constant 
of what your response is going to be. Well, that's it. And the other thing that you have to remember at all times as well is for a business like us that are quarter driven, you know, you're constantly monitoring as you're coming towards the end of the quarter. So October is our quarter end, it's our financial year end. So as we were heading into October, we were going, God, I hope it doesn't get cold. I hope, <laughs> I hope there's no impact to our team members, you, you know, at this time, because this wouldn't be a good time to say you don't need to work three days, you know, two days of the week or something. So, you know, so it is, it's, it's definitely, it's a very volatile environment at the moment, you know. Does that impact your uh, employees as well? Not just the, the offices, but with so many people working from home, do, are they having that concern as well? Definitely, and the rising costs. So the cost of living at the moment is definitely a challenge for, for team members, uh, you know, across, I suppose, across the world, really. Yeah. But in, in Europe at the moment, you know, you have inflation rising quite rapidly. Uh, and then, you know, the cost of, of heat and fuel, etc., to drive to the office. Do you see that as a potential business continuity risk for your employees as, like, if employees can't afford to live in certain areas, yeah. people have to move? Is that yeah. is that a risk that you look at or something that, you know, maybe keeps you up at night? Keeps you up at night. I suppose you... The duty of care of our employees is always important of our yeah. team members, okay? And that, that is a real priority for HPE. And, you know, we would have seen that very much with weather events in the US. You know, we would reach yeah. out to our employees and make sure they're okay. Um, so it will be, apply the same to Europe. And um, that, um, you know, transient team members wouldn't quite be as relevant in Europe because people don't move around as much um, as they maybe would here. Um, mm -hmm. So it would be more about, I know we, we spoke recently about, you know, say younger team members that maybe live in rented accommodation. Yeah. It, you know, we would have to have an awareness of them. So we're very dependent on those country managers to understand what are the challenges of our team members. But it, it would be very much top of mind for the organization so you know one question we get a lot from the audience uh people who run business continuity and resilience at smaller organizations how do i get a seat at the table what do i what do i share with management that they're going to be interested in we know that you running and, and being part of business continuity for a global organization that's very important to management so what are the what are some of the conversations or some of the questions that they're asking that you think might be relevant for our audience that they should be asking when they work with their management on their, their programs? Mm. So um, I suppose when we talk about COVID, COVID was our friend. We suddenly became so relevant. Very popular, <laughs> right? Very popular. Before that, we were kind of the people, oh my God, here they come again. Yes. <laughs> you know, let's tick that box once a year. But, you know, we might do a desktop exercise. So I suppose the, you know, the, the benefit to the organization of having plans, you know, during that time, was was tremendous and, and I know you know the management in our organization really valued the planning that we had in place and um, I, I suppose really one of the things that I think is fundamental to any program and the success of it is communication yes. so you know to get that seat at the table but also you know, we have a responsibility to remind our management, our leaders that we're here, we're planning, we're doing this is the output, this is what we're seeing, you know, these are our concerns in terms of the risk environment, the risk landscape, you, you know, and I think it's that constant communication is really, really important to ensure that you have that engagement um, all the time. I think if you don't 
become, I suppose, somewhat aggressive about it, you will get forgotten about, you know, until there is a disruption. And they go, who has the plan and where is it? You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important, to be honest, regardless of the size of the organisation. Is there a political fight, though, to have? Because let's face it, you can be aggressive and still have, you know, your manager or your director or whoever you report to, mm. no, 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 you know, let's not open that can of worms. Can of worms, yeah. So how, how can you be aggressive and, and try to get your point across when, you know, there are people who don't want you to get your point across? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a number of partners within the organization and, um, you know, they're very helpful to us. So, so first of all, my, my manager, she's a director, so she has a seat at the audit committee, which is a great opportunity to highlight concerns um, and also our, our colleagues in enterprise risk. So we use some of those stakeholders across the organization to help us when we might be getting that traction. Um, you know, and ultimately I do believe if you can align a dollar value of a potential disruption, it, it tends to get people to sit up a little bit more and say, whoa, um, you know, and that sometimes can be a little bit of a finger in the air moment. But at the same time, it definitely does get the attention that you require. I, I like what you said about uh, partnering with some of those groups like Enterprise Risk, yeah. you know, leveraging some of the you know, some of the network that you might have, yeah, leverage that to, to to move your 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 needs forward. That's because exactly ultimately your needs are the organizations. Absolutely, absolutely. Because what you're trying to achieve all the time is protect the organization, you know, and sometimes it might be on everybody's agenda. So using those part groups, you know, can really, really help that. Yeah. Okay, so we know we're cutting into your lunch hour, so we want to let you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you have today. chocolates? We now have chocolates. <laughs> we have chocolates to get us through. Thank you so much for joining us. What time is your speech tomorrow? 20 past one. Okay, so if you're at the conference, 20 past one, don't eat too yeah. much lunch. Don't no, eat no. too much bread. Don't go sleep. Stay awake. Uh, you can fall asleep after her session. Yeah, exactly. But please, please join us for that one. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you by, and thank you so much for the chocolate. Yes. Too. We'll be ha- we'll be uh, having these throughout the broadcast, I'm sure. It's great to meet you guys. Take care.